Okay, James Maduke back and uh, from my small business university and I want to take a minute here. We're going to be talking today about a, um, a problem that I see or a mistake that I see people make continually with autoresponders. And um, th this is what it's about. One of the things that happens is if I was going to send you an email with an attachment, let's say I had a PDF document or an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document I wanted you to have and uh, I was going to send it to you because I knew you and I was going to send an email to you. Well, obviously you just use your Outlook client or your Windows Live email or whatever you're using for email and you would attach the file to an individual email that I send you. But when you're you doing that kind of thing where you're sending a document or something along those lines to a group of people in a broadcast, especially with an autoresponder, you don't want to ever add an attachment. Why? Well, because what happens first of all is when you add attachments it uses up a whole bunch of bandwidth and it takes a long time to send a whole bunch of emails if they have an attachment involved but more importantly most people or a lot of people have their email set up so that unless you're known to them and you're whitelisted and completely whitelisted and they know who you are and they receive mail from you regularly most email clients have their email set up that when they receive something with an attachment it goes into quarantine or it goes into junk mail it's just not a quick and easy way to get the document to people so what I'm going to do in this little video is I'm going to show you what to do with email autoresponders where you need to have an attachment and here's a couple things just to consider the first one is the name of the file now I'm going to give you a I'm going to, I'll write it here just to show you as an example if I'm in the editor here for the uh, My Small Biz uh, mail editor and if I was going to put a link to a file I'm just going to type it in as a, an example and I said uh, if that was the name of the file.pdf and I want to show you something else and here's the other thing when you name stuff and, and this is really really important now I want you to take a look at those two links and when you're sending a link to someone we're going to send an actual link to someone in the mail uh, as opposed to an attachment but I want you to understand if you take a look at the those two URLs are they the same URLs the same letters are spelled the same are they identical no they're not this is one of the things you have to be very very careful of um, when you're naming files when you're putting files up to be uploaded or when you're putting links to particular files that you want people to download most web servers are case sensitive that means is that those two files that you're looking at are actually different file names so if you have the actual file that's the actual file name that has been uploaded is
let's say you had this name right here, name of PDF. Let's say that was the actual file name that you uploaded to your web server. Neither one of these above links, both of these links would be give you broken links because it's not spelled the same. The capital N is missing here, okay? This one, it's lowercase n, this one it's uppercase n. Those are two completely separate, different files. So you have to make sure that the spelling of the file name is identical, okay? That's the first thing. Make sure it's identical. The second thing is, you'll notice that what I did here is I have all lowercase, I don't have any spaces, and it's just one or two words. I, you, you know, the last thing you want to do is you want to put a file up that goes, uh, you know, if the name of the file this is the wrong way to do it, I'm just gonna the actual name of the file is If that was the actual file name that you had, that is an absolute, pardon me, that's an absolute nightmare. You don't want to do that. First of all, there's spaces in the name, there's upper and lower case, and it's hugely long. Look at the size of the length of the, the, the name, the file. So, you know, try and keep it all lowercase. And if worst case to worst, use an underscore where there's a space. Okay? However Malaysia is or a seminar and you put the date, you know, put... Or just put uh, August 02, 12 to give it some kind of name like that that allows you to, uh, to really have a little bit of a description but you can see it's all lowercase and we've just got the underscore there as opposed to a full big space okay so that's a better way to name the file as opposed to some big long one um, try and get it in you know anywhere from eight to ten characters is fine the reason you want to do that is because if you put it in a link as above if you add the link to And you've got the, and you've got this big long link. What happens? Look what happens. Not only does it break, but it's also too wide here. And usually, when someone gets that email, what's going to happen is the link is going to be broken, and it's not going to work. Okay. So try and make sure that you use proper links to get them up to the web server. Okay. And. What I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to show you to make sure that you understand. You notice here I've got a little folder called Files, and that's what I'm going to show you how to do quickly right now. One of the better things to do is we'll just go to the... If I have, for example, my Surf and Subscribe checklist, look at the names that I've got here. Integrated Marketing Secrets, Goals Worksheets, okay, SBA Manual, 
Um, if I'm going to put them up into a web server, and I'll just go on, for example, go to my small biz U just to open it up. And I'll open up those things. And you can see I've got a folder called files. And in the files, I've got it organized. But if I just want to go and drag this over, and I want to upload whatever I'm going to attach, I want to upload it over to my web server. And it doesn't matter, it's not, it, you know, it doesn't, it can be any web server that you own or any site, but I would suggest that you make a folder called files or um, anything that's appropriate uh, for your particular uh, site, but you just go and you drag it up. So we've got a folder, a file called sps.pdf, and it's in the folder called files. So whenever, whenever, sorry, I'm about to go and actually, uh, uh, where will we go here so this is the actual file that I'm going to be using is so that's this one right here what I've done is I've uploaded that file I'm not going to send the attachment what I'm going to do is I'm going to send in my body of my email, I'm going to send a link to sps.pdf, which I uploaded to my web server. Okay, now, so you're going to put the message of the body in. Here's the link to download the invitation or whatever you're going to. Okay, so you can actually put the link in here or we're working with, we've uploaded that to our web server. It's all lowercase, it's no spaces, it's, it's, a, it's a, a simple name. Now one of the things we can do is, you know, you can have the actual link like that. The other thing you can do is you can say, can give a call to action and in this particular case what we can do is we can say click to download the invitation we can add a URL or a hyperlink to it and we can add the hyperlink being and have it open in a new window so it's blank so now we've got click to download the invitation as opposed to just the URL. And that way it's kind of hidden. No one knows where our other files are, but more importantly, it gives a call to action with it too. And if you want to, you know, make it bold. And one of the things that, um, you know, that I'll often do is I'll put two equal signs and an arrow. So it gives someone another little reason just to see what it's, what's happening there we can make the whole thing bold for an example okay so that's another way to do it now you've got the link that to a file that you want someone to download that's fine but how do you know how many people download it well there's another thing you can do and in this particular case what we're going to do is we'll just go up to tracking tags and there's a you know there's a couple um, we'll go to link tracking actually and I'll show you the list right now 
what you can do is you can actually create a link. See how these are link sevens or whatever? You can create a link, and I'll give you this particular example. We'll create one. And the description is invitation. SPS.pdf. Okay, so what we can do is we can actually put this little description, and I'm going to save it. And if we look down at the bottom here, there should be one. So it's link 72. So I'm just going to copy that. And I'm going to go back to campaigns again. So we've created a link before we're sending our email. And in this particular case, we'll just do new broadcast. And in the body of the text, what you can do is just this and say, Here's the body, and then just put, you can go like this, you can actually just put this particular piece of text, and it will put the URL in, a special link, but my preferred way is to do what we just did, so it's like click here to download the invitation. going to do is I'm going to put the little bit in front. I'm going to make it bold. Okay, and this time I'm going to add the URL again. But instead of putting what we did earlier, all I'm going to do is put the link. I've got the link in there. Okay, so now what happens is that this particular link is going to be tracked and you'll know how many times it was opened and how many times it was clicked. And I'm not sure, but I think in the preview it'll actually show here. So we'll open up the preview. And it's got the link here. And I want you to look just right down here at the bottom. You can see there's a little bit of code that shows up. It's a tracking link for that particular link. So if I was going to click this, and I'm going to say open link in new tab. I did a right mouse click. We'll do it in a new window. What I'm going to get here is the PDF that we uploaded. Okay, But I'm now tracking how many people actually saw it, and more importantly, how many people actually clicked on it because we can go back now and take a look at those stats and see what happened. Okay, so all I did with that particular one is I created link tracking, I created a new one, and I used the little tag that was with it, and when I was using call to action, I added a URL, and I just put the link tracking tag in, and now that takes care of everything. I don't have to worry about the name being too long, 
and more importantly I get tracking as to whether or not people have used it or not used it. This is a really good idea so that you can track and test and find out exactly what's going on with the emails that you're sending and whether or not the copy that you're putting in or the calls to action in the body of the email is getting people to do that. Just do something. Okay. This is James Maduke speaking. I hope you enjoyed this little session. We'll be back with more information on autoresponders and emails and the My Small Biz Map. Take care and expect the best.